Thanks for listening to Hanging With The Sardellas Podcast Good Mama and Dada There's some fast Gracias, Ariela. Familia, we have some amazing news to share with you. What would you do if all of a sudden you got the voice message that I got in my cell phone? Mm. Here it is. Hi, my name is Emma calling from Be The Match Bone Marrow Registry. I'm trying to reach Edgar Sotelo because he joined the registry as a volunteer bone marrow donor in 2008, and he now might be able to help save a patient's life. If Edgar could please give us a call back as soon as possible at 855-558-9631 so we can share this information with him. Thank you. Imagine that. In 2008, you signed up to be a bone marrow donor. And in 2021, you get the voice message that you could actually be the match to save someone's life. What would you do? We'll tell you all about this new journey that we're on. And I'm so excited to bring on our friends, Veronica Lasses, represented from Be The Match, and also our good friend Lee Costa, who was a past donor. We'll let you know all the information on you can sign up as well to be a bone marrow donor. Coming up next. Before we continue, I'd like to thank God for giving us another opportunity to hang out with you. My name is your boy, Edgar, and this is my wonderful wife, Janet. Hola. Veronica and Lee, thank you for joining us and hanging out with Los Otelos. Thank you. Hello. So, yeah, um, no pressure, right? You get a voice message that just says, hey, are you down to potentially save somebody's life? (laughs) Babe, you know what's interesting? We were dating in 2008. um, In San Francisco. And And I think we both signed up and volunteered at this supermarket. Was it Rancho? Mi Pueblo. Mi Pueblo Mm -hmm. (laughs) supermarket. And then you get the call. And we, we got married 2011. And that's when we moved to Texas. And that's when we met Lee. And now we're here discussing. I remember yeah. when we were married, babe, and living in Texas, Lee had become a donor, bone marrow transplant donor. Yeah, it seems like yesterday she was telling us the story. And all about the process and everything. And I mean, it seems so amazing. I was just saying like, Lee, you are literally You're a hero, a hero, an angel yeah. on earth for doing this, you know? And who knew? I don't see it that way, but thank you. Yeah, no, yeah. And then who knew that years later, here I am with an opportunity to potentially save somebody's life. So I get this voice message. I immediately talk to Janet and I call a bunch of my friends that are doctors and I'm like, all right, (laughs) side effects. What are the side effects? What's going on with this? I I really want to do it, but I'm now a father and I don't want to risk anything for my future. I want to be here for my daughters. Like I need more information about this. Right. And all my doctor friends were like, man, it's, it's pretty safe. Like you're good to go, man. I mean, other than whatever you may go through for potentially being in a surgery. Other than that, there's no long-term side effects, et cetera, et cetera. So I called back to be the match registry and I said, yes, I want to do this. 
Then after a couple of questions and so on and so forth, they send over via mail a swab test for me to do a swab in my mouth and for them to check my DNA to make sure that we're like a super good match for this person that needs the bone marrow transplant. That is where we're at in the process right now is waiting to hear back from that swab to see if I'm a complete match. What I know as of right now is that there's a 28-year-old woman that has leukemia. Yeah. And her doctors basically have no other hope to save her life. Yeah. Than a bone marrow transplant. Yeah. And what's so ironic and divine or however you want to see this is that my mom got diagnosed with myelodysplastic syndrome, MDS, mm-hmm. which is actually a bone marrow illness that doesn't have a cure either. She needs a bone marrow transplant, but because of her age, it's too risky to do a bone marrow transplant and and she doesn't qualify. So therefore, my mom needs to get blood transfusions every two to three weeks to be able to stay alive. And now, how could I say no to this opportunity? Isn't that crazy how you got called and your mom is going through all this? It's almost divine and it's like a no-brainer, like... You would be honoring your mom. Absolutely, because I would give anything. Right. Yeah. To get my mom a bone marrow transplant safely. Yeah. And for her to be cured from this horrible disease. Oh my gosh. This terminal illness. Like, what if that was one of our daughters? That makes me like get teary eyed. That it's like a no brainer. (laughs) So, con mucho gusto, we said yes. And like Lee said, you know, you, you don't feel like, oh, some sort of heroic thing. It's just more like, why wouldn't you? And we're not doing this to make us or you like seem holier than thou. It's more of a let's, you know, let's make an awareness for people to register to people to like sign up and be donors. Because there is a huge need for minorities like you. If you're listening, you're a minority. There's a huge need for minorities that are donors because the way this works is that in order for you to be a match, you really need to also match with your race and ethnicity. Mm. And Veronica, I want to tap in here with your expertise. Thank you for being on with us and giving us some more information because I think it sounds really scary. I'll be honest. At first, I'm like, whoa, what does this mean? You know, uh, potentially a surgery and, um, you know, some type of surgery on my hip. And then I heard it could be potentially taking five shots and some like blood transfusion for like eight to 10 hours. Uh, and it just sounds overwhelming, you know, but it really isn't when you break it, it down. It's not. Uh, so um, thank you so much for actually answering the call. I'm going to give you a, a shocking statistic to start off. 50% of the people that register and get matched drop out. Wow. No way. Yeah. So uh, thank you. I, I can't say thank you enough. I even feel like that's even like a minor word to the fact that you are actually, you actually answered the call and you said yes to, to helping out this complete stranger. It does sound scary. I'm going to, I will clarify the process for you in just a second, but a lot of people are scared of this. When it comes to us asking people to register, people hear the term bone marrow. They're terrified. They won't do it. I hear it hurts. Won't do it. You know, and it's wow. really sad because the mo- some of the patients that I personally work with are children. Mm. And I can tell you firsthand, people will say no, even when they see the picture of a child, they oh. will say no. So, oh. you know, you said, if it's my child, what would, 
you know, I, of course I would do it, you know? And so I started turning the narrative around when I would ask. Veronica, you said something interesting. You said, you know, I'm willing to do this for a complete stranger. And I know that that's how it seems on the surface. And Lee, maybe you can relate since you, you decided to be a donor and you already did this. Yep. My recipient was a 49 year old male. (laughs) Exactly. Like I don't see this person's 28 year old woman as a stranger. I see her as a daughter. Mm hmm. I see her as potentially a sister, mm-hmm. a friend, a prima, a human being that I could potentially save their life. And I've seen it with my mom and how we've tried everything to try to cure what she's going through. And mm-hmm. if there could be anybody or any way a miracle would happen that somebody could give her a bone marrow transplant and be able to save her life, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, thank you, Lord. We so do anything. Yeah. The, the, and, it's and not just a stranger, you know? It's only about 25 to 30% chance that you're going to match to a family member. Got it. So we, we need to ask the general public for this help. So, you know, this is what I'm doing. I am representing the families and I'm going out and I'm asking, would you want somebody to help your family member if you couldn't? Right. And that's where they change their thought process. And they're like, oh my gosh, yeah, of course I would want somebody else to help, you know, yeah. and, and it is changing. And, and although you keep on saying bone marrow, we actually use stem cells. Right. 80% of the time. So it's, it's, we're using bone marrow even less now. So it's not even as scary as it was before, because now with, with stem cells, it's very similar to a platelet donation mm-hmm. or a plasma donation. You know, those five shots, those five shots are to help increase the stem cells in your bloodstream. Mm-hmm. And the way that we extract it, we extract blood from one arm, we filter out your stem cells and the blood goes right back into the other arm. So your stem cells rejuvenate in two months and go directly from you to the patient that you match to. So we don't store it. It's not like blood donation where they store the blood. We don't store it. It goes from you to the patient that you came up as a match to. And if everything goes well, you have just helped to cure this person's blood cancer, like leukemia, or this person's blood illness, like sickle cell anemia. You know, you're, you're helping somebody else and curing something that their body isn't able to do, you know? And so stem cells is a lot less invasive with bone marrow yeah it it is it is going into the hip we put you to under general anesthesia so you're asleep during the process we take a needle and we take out uh bone marrow fluid from your pelvic bone that also rejuvenates in two months and you're sore for about two weeks you know some people have had a little bit longer you know soreness but for the majority of the people that i've spoken to they were like yeah i was fine after two weeks right and with those stem cells, with, when we do that transplant for them, those stem cells are now taking over and and grafting to their system in order to rebuild their immune system. Right. And they'll actually have your blood type and, you know, a lot of little details that you have, they're now going to have. Veronica, can you please share with us some statistics, especially for our Latino community and minorities, why there's such a big need for donors and what's the best way to sign up before we get into Lee's story and her process when she donated. One of the biggest reasons why we need a lot of a lot more Latinos and people of color diversity uh, is because what we're we're actually matching is not your blood type. We're matching your tissue makeup. So it's in a sense almost like a DNA match that we're looking for. And so we're looking for a 10 out of 10 match for these patients. And it's very heavily based on our ethnic background. 
Latinos, we're at 7% in the National Registry. We're What? just behind um, Caucasians, and Caucasians are at about a 47 to 50% in the National Registry, so here in the United States. Wow. Um, and 7%, that's pretty low, considering how many Latinos are, are living in this country. Um, after that comes Asians, and Asians are at 5% in the National Registry. Uh, then you have African Americans, and they're at a 3%. Wow. So they're one of the lowest, and it's really hard to get into some of these communities. It, you know, the pandemic hurt us a little bit, but in all honesty, even without the pandemic, it can be really hard getting into some of these communities and really expressing how important it is for them to want to do this because there's cultural issues, there's, um, you know, medical trusts that people don't have. Uh, and then I'm, along with that, you know, I know that I grew up, I'm Mexican, I grew up a very holistic family. So, you know, you also have those holistic issues where you're like, we don't go, we don't donate. We don't, we, you know, we're born, we're born whole, we're, we die whole, mm. you know, and, you know, we're going to try, you know, our herbs, our teas, our vapuru, right. we're going to try all these different things to make us <laughs> feel better. And unfortunately we need something more. Right. And it's very simple to register, you know, uh, for the next four months, I made a code specifically for Showboy. Oh, um, and it is, your listeners if you want anywhere in the in anywhere in the nation that is listening they can text 61474 is the number they're texting to and the code is going to be showboy21 and that is good until the end of september you text that showboy21 and it's going to send you a text message there's going to be a link attached to it and from there you can go ahead and begin your registry I am going to let you know it's 18 to 44 to register. If you're outside of 44, it's not going to yeah. let you register anymore. That's so it's amazing. 18 to 44. Thank you, Thank Veronica. You for doing that. And what is the number again, please, that people can text? Uh, 61474. Got it. So and, 61474. And, Got it. So 61474. And the code is that you have to text is SHABOY21. That's yes. S-H-O-B-O-Y. 21 s-h-o-b-o-y 21 thank you so much for doing that veronica our listeners have a tremendous heart and i know that they're going to come through and sign up for sure coming up next we would love to discuss your journey lee uh what made you become a donor and not only made you sign up but actually say yes to this 40 something year old man that you've never met before to try to help save his life coming up next wait to hear her story Lee. Welcome. Hi, guys. Miss y'all. Yeah, <laughs> definitely miss you, Lee. Tell us more about this journey. What made you say, yes, I'm going to go through with this? Wait, wait, wait. So, before, before you start, I got to describe her. She is not only just beautiful from the inside. She oh is beautiful God, from the outside. And then wait till you hear this story. I mean, she, you're like an angel for us. <laughs> oh, my God. Takes so, one to know one. It's, it's so, <laughs> so interesting because... Lee, you, you mentioned that you were going to help save the life of, uh, of a gentleman who's in his 40s. And <laughs> you are younger than that, yeah. way younger than that. And then you're super petite, yeah. too. So it's like you're this petite angel ready to save this gentleman's life. Like you know, Anybody can do this. Anybody can donate. But tell yeah, and story. that'll actually play into the story I tell you later, um, the size differential. 
Okay, so y'all were mentioning, and Janet was mentioning, uh, the universe working in crazy ways and bringing everything together. So actually, when I worked with you at CBS Radio, I don't know if you remember, um, I worked on the sports station, and one of our morning show hosts, uh, fiance, had been diagnosed, and they were desperately looking for a donor, and to raise awareness, our old boss, Brian Purdy, who I know you know is super active and just proactive in everything. So he decides to have a drive at the office for all the stations, all the employees, you know, have a drive, have be the match come out. So here I am like freaking myself out, trying to pump myself up, like, okay, I gotta go register. I gotta go get this blood drawn. I don't know what they're gonna take from me. And I go to the table and literally they swab and I go, is that it? I was, it, it blew my mind. Like Veronica was saying, you you get this, you know, freak out that you're going to have to get surgery right there or <laughs> they're going to have to draw blood or anything like that. And that's definitely not the case. Um, going back to your story, Edgar. So you've been on the registry since 2008. And I think typically that's kind of normal that it takes a little bit longer. Um, and Veronica can correct me if these analytics are right or not, but Basically, when I received the swab, the nurse who was super awesome was like, listen, there's a one in 5,000 chance that you'll be a match. Wow. And so off I go like, okay, I'll probably never hear anything about this again. That was in July of 2013. By December of 2013, I already had the call that now you've received. Wow, that was quick. And Mostly, so yeah. it was super crazy because here I am like, oh yeah, okay. Put that on the back burner, like <laughs> if I'm a match. I did like, indeed. And then, um, I mean, Veronica like crushed it on all of her explanation of everything. <laughs> Going back to like, you know, you get the call and they do tell you when you receive the call, they do tell you a little bit about the patient, which I think it's kind of cool. I think that no matter who it was in need, I would have made the same decision, but it does make them a human that like you were talking about a daughter, you know, this was a 49 year old guy and I'm thinking dad, um, dad, uncle. And so at that point they had matched me a nine out of 10 and they needed to do further testing to make sure I was a 10 out of 10. And as Veronica said, it's a DNA thing. So I'm sitting here like, how in the world is my DNA this close to a 49-year-old random man? Like, (laughs) makes no sense whatsoever. So that was early December. And by early January, um, and I actually had to fly to Denver, to Mm -hmm. the hospital in Denver. And that's when I met the doctor. They do this whole physical with you. Um, further testing to make sure you're a match and then they start asking you these crazy questions like are you allergic to peanuts what are your seasonal allergies Um, do you have knee problems any (laughs) joint issues because apparently once the procedure is done your recipient gets all the same great things oh wow that's interesting yeah Yeah. because like the dna you're like becoming one almost poor girl she gets all your allergies that's why they asked (laughs) this poor guy is gonna get like some serious seasonal allergy (laughs) issues um so but 
going back to that, it's just like, how is your DNA such a match? And then your blood, I thought this was crazy because that's the point that they told me that he didn't have the same blood type as me. And that after the procedure, he would have the same blood type as me. Wow. And that to me, like medically scientific science. Oh my God. What? Crazy. Mind blowing. (laughs) Super. Yeah. Total mind blow. So I went to Denver, had the pre-op. So if they determined that, you know, you're a perfect match, they went ahead, did the pre-op really easy. Um, One other thing to mention is that uh, be the match took care of all of the costs for the travel for me and a companion. So I was able to take my mom and they made it so easy. They booked our flights, they booked our hotel, they booked transportation for us. We didn't have to worry about coming out of pocket. I think they even gave us a daily stipend um, to be able to have meals while we were there. So I just don't want that portion of it to deter anyone right um they will take care of 100 of any of the finances that are related it's totally volunteer like you don't get money literally like they don't pay you right but they will cover the cost thank you for that up exactly you don't get paid to just be a good human but if there are any costs that are associated like like i had i had to go to denver twice because i had the pre-op and then i came back to dallas and then a month later is when I had the transplant and that was also at St. Luke's in Denver. So they covered a hundred percent. They made it so, so easy. So I came back to Dallas for about a month and five days before the transplant was scheduled, I started on these shots called Phil Graston. And that was what Veronica was referring to that makes you produce the extra stem cells. If I'm going to be real, I think that for me was the hardest. Yeah, that was, it was hard. Yeah. Yeah. That for me, that was the hardest part of the process because by about like day two and a half into three, um, I felt like, you know, when you're in third grade and have like a crazy leg ache, I felt that in my entire body, like, but from my neck to my pelvis, right. (laughs) You had the flu like symptoms, which is, which is typical and normal. Yeah. It was just one of those, like like you said, flu, like, like where you just can't get comfortable. I luckily had a neighbor who was a doctor, so it was super easy for me to get my shots. But I know that if you aren't so fortunate, they can, you know, arrange for you to be able to receive those shots. Right. Somebody can meet you at your workplace or at your house and and administer the shots. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing that shouldn't deter anyone. So yeah, five days, Phil Graston, um flight there was uncomfortable because of that so I was totally ready to go in when I was in my pre-op they told me that I would be doing the stem cell donation that was exciting I was like oh he explained this whole stem cell and it's exactly what Veronica said where basically you go into the hospital they hook you up on both sides of your arms so you get I think it's incoming one side and then filtering and then going back out the other side to be able to rotate. And that procedure lasted about 11 hours, 10, 11 hours. Wow. Um, Nonstop. 
Yours yeah, is the longest but, so far that I've heard. <laughs> yeah, but okay, but let me let me tell you why. Like going back to this whole weight differential thing. Um, yeah, that is a really long time. And luckily I got there at like 6 a.m. So it was just a full day. But they also make you so comfortable while you're there. Like my mom was there playing videos like on the iPad and the nurses come in and check on you and bring you snacks. Like you can have snacks and And it's just, it's very comfortable. It's not like you're just like hooked up to these machines in this bed and have to be still and can't eat or drink or anything like that for the full amount of time. So we were about eight hours in and I had gotten to meet this guy, Doug. Yeah. And he was a survivor and he was like early fifties, male, had children. So kind of in the same boat of what I knew about my my recipient. Mm -hmm. And so he came in and like told me his whole story. It was crazy. I mean, he rides his bike across the country now. He, he wanted to come in and he was super grateful. And he's like, look, you know, I know you don't know the person you're doing this for right now. So it's a big decision for you to make, but from the recipient side, we're just so grateful. He was just, he was awesome. So that kind of, once you're in there for a while and you're a little bit over it, that was like a good little boost to remind me why I was there. They wanted to do originally a two-day transplant on me because my recipient was 240 pounds. Oh, <laughs> you're and, so tiny compared. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I am not. <laughs> so that was a little bit scary. And then once I got in there um, and going for a while, I'm stubborn. And so at eight hours, I was like, no, I don't, I don't need to come do this whole thing again tomorrow. Just keep going. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so that's why I ended up being there longer. At about 10 hours, my body did start reacting. I got sick and had to, you know, it wasn't like uh, you're convulsing or anything, but I did get like nauseous and threw up. And that's when they decided to, they pushed calcium and all kinds of stuff through my IVs. And that's when they decided you know what? We have exactly how much product we need. Um, we're gonna we're gonna stop. And the weirdest thing uh, Veronica was saying: this guy comes in with like an igloo cooler. That's like a little like yeah, yeah. handheld igloo mm-hmm. that you take to picnic, like a lunchbox. Yeah, ice, ice <laughs> yeah, yeah ice box. He comes in and gets all this, you know, product that you've just donated <laughs> and. He told me, he's like, okay, well, off to the airport I go. And I was like, what? This is crazy. Direct. (laughs) So that was my experience. And unfortunately, at a year, um, I learned that my recipient passed. And Mm, his family had told the, the representative from Be The Match to share with me that um, he did get to see his 50th birthday. He got to spend more time with his kids. Mm. So it was confirmed that he did have, you know, he was a dad. So you were Um, able to expand his lifetime. Yes. And I mean, as much as I'm not going to lie, I cried when I found out because I'd gone through this process and you feel this connection to someone, even though you don't know them and you kind of like do this weird countdown, like, okay, in a year, 
you know, okay, five months from now, maybe I'll meet my recipient. And so for me, it was a big letdown and I felt really bad. Like I hadn't done enough and they reassured me, you know, they were like, the family wants you to know, um, he would have never seen his 50th birthday had he not Mm. received the transplant and his kids all got to spend more time with him. So while it's not the ideal outcome, um, just hearing that from his family and his loved ones and even just giving him, you know, a little bit less than a year more than he had is totally worth having gone through. That's so beautiful. And not only that, but you gave him hope. Yeah. And you gave his family hope. Absolutely. Lee, you're an amazing human being, but how did this experience change your life? Oh my gosh. How does it not? It's like Edgar said, when you're getting the swab, it's like, okay, you're going on this registry thing and you really don't think it's probably going to ever become anything. And then when you are told, hey, you have the chance to save someone's life, it it just gives you chills like throughout. And I am shocked at the fact that Veronica said 50% of the people that find out choose to not go through with it. Because to me, that's totally crazy. If you can save anyone's life, a, a stranger, a family member, anyone, you know, especially with this minimally invasive, like not going to be, I was tired that night, but after the procedure, you don't have any other symptoms or anything. So what really are you risking or putting, you know, putting yourself in pain? You're not really doing any of that. I just think that I had a totally different outlook on life after, um, and, wanting to spread the word. I've done some work here in Dallas with the Leukemia Lymphoma Society, um, did the Man and Woman of the Year campaign and raised, I think, $40,000 for LLS. And surprisingly, I was like third, third place. I mean, we had, (laughs) we had one. um, Yeah, we had a survivor. She raised, I think, $200,000. And that was really cool. Uh, Most of the other candidates were survivors and over the course of that time I got to know them really well and we will all forever be friends having done that you don't realize that you can make that much of a difference in someone's life you try to remind yourself every day smile you don't know what people are going through be nice karma put out there what you want back Mm. and and that's a great way to live Mm -hmm. but then it goes to this whole next level that makes you realize that even more it really puts you yeah. on the spot right like so you say you want to do some good yeah. and you say you want to be there for others and you say you want unity and for yep. kindness and love and all yeah. the above well, here's an opportunity right and it's yeah now it's your time it's your time to act awesome lee thank you so much for sharing your story uh thank veronica you. i can't wait to hear about your yeah. your yeah. journey veronica i think you mentioned it could take well, uh, four to well, six weeks for me to find out from the swab since you're in this process it's it should take less time Got so it. when you guys so for for your listeners once you register you know um since obviously i'm not there in, in person to swab your cheeks um <laughs> but you'll be receiving your your kits for those that register you'll be receiving your kits within uh, you know a week or two weeks 
Um, once you mail it out, that's when it takes anywhere from like four to six weeks to get it processed. You're in a different situation. Yes, thank you. That's Scenario. the word I was looking. You're yeah. in a different situation. So it should take less time. Um, we usually tell people, you know, when it comes to once you do match, they're very flexible with your time. So they try to accommodate you as much as they possibly can. Oh, and another thing is all of your information is HIPAA protected. So you are anonymous. So if at the end, you don't want anybody, know, they don't even tell the patient, hey, you matched to Edgar right. and we're already contacting. They know nothing about the, the donor themselves. You know, they, you are kept confidential. So for those that, you know, when they do get that call, if fear overwhelms them and they can't move forward with the donation process, or maybe they are having health issues at the time, right. or maybe, you know, whatever, whatever is going on in their life at that moment, they can't move forward the patient doesn't know that they do get told that matches have been found. And then they do get told, you know, unfortunately they, they backed out, oh, you know, or oh they, you know, can't, they're not moving forward. So, so it's, that's the hard part because we do find those things out. We just don't yeah. find out who it was. Yeah. Um, you do turn into like a number. So the only people that know who you are is the person that's calling you, right. but you know, it does take some time to process those kits. It, it, you may match, Within six months, you may match in 10 years. You may right. never match. It is so hard to match. In the registry right now, for instance, you know, I mentioned in the beginning that I'm mixed. I, I do identify as Mexican because that's just easier for me to say. But I myself am mixed. I had a coworker look me up into the database. I have no matches in the registry. And so me knowing that, it, it does push me a lot more. We talk about biracial or more mixed patients and it is extremely difficult to find matches veronica just because i know our listeners are wanting to know because they're chismosos like me too what's your other race what's your what's your other, other ethnicity <laughs> well she keeps I'm saying i'm um, you know i'm biracial this yeah, that, but she keeps she only, teasing it yeah I'm like what is it <laughs> mexican lebanese japanese and french Wow. wow. Okay, we would have never what guessed. What a cool that. blend. I would yeah. lead with that anywhere I go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm like, I, do tell, I do tell people when I'm out in, in public, just because it, <laughs> it is so important for people to know, if you're mixed, especially if you're mixed, I always say for everybody, to, we want everybody to yeah. register. But if you're mixed, put yourself on that registry. Yes. It is. It doesn't hurt to swab your cheeks. And in all honesty, it doesn't hurt to save somebody's life. Are we going to be uncomfortable for a little while? Yeah, probably. You know, like like totally we said about it. the about the you know the shots, they make you uncomfortable. Yeah, it happens. Like at most, you're inconvenienced because you're not really that comfortable. Are you in excruciating pain? Absolutely not. And then guess what? Five days is over, and oh, yep. back to normal. Love back that. Back to normal. Love that. You and, know, and that's that's the thing. You're back to normal. Yeah. Everything your body rejuvenates. Your body heals. You're good to go. We are helping somebody that body is not able to heal itself. Veronica, for our listeners that want more information, what is the best website to go to? They can register or contact you all to do a drive. What is the best website? You can actually, I have my own website. It is porpuravida.org. Porpuravida.org. And we will write that down in the description of this podcast episode, along with our text message code. 61474 code SHOBOY21. That's S H O B O Y 21 for you to register and, God willing, be the match and help save somebody's life. Yes, Veronica, yes. Lee, thank you for hanging out with Los Otelos. We love you both. Blessings, and we'll keep you guys updated on <gasps> our journey once I get the results yes, back. Please. Thank you, ladies. Muchísimas yes. gracias. Thank you.
Talk to you later. Bye. Adios. Thank you, familia, for hanging out with us. Remember, you can connect with us on social media by following yes. our hashtag. Hashtag Losotelos or Losotelos.com. And remember to leave a review and share this message with as many people as you can so we can get more Latinos and minorities registered, right? Yes. Only 7% of the national registry. Let's make a difference. Is Latino. Registry. Come on. Echarle ganas, orale. Love you guys. Remember to love, serve, and celebrate each other. Los queremos mucho. Bendiciones. Thanks for listening to Hanging With The Sotelos Podcast.